Union of the Unwanted, July 5th, 2021, live edition. And Ricky, you're somewhere in parts unknown. So we understand you got some family around you and you're you're busy doing multiple duties. Wait, are you, Is it my headphones or are you my... coming in strong? Uh, I'm coming a little strong. It'll even out after a second. That's Streamlabs and OBS. Don't worry about it. It'll it'll even out here real quick. That's why I record like three different versions of this show. So it should be uh, fixed here shortly. There you go. And it'll probably sound like garbage right now, but there you go. There yeah, you go. no, I'm at Hamden Beach right now, uh, where we came up here for the the weekend. Uh, we were here last year too. Um, at the height of COVID, it was it was actually one of the probably nicer places you could go to at the height of COVID, you know, seemed pretty normal um, and whatnot. Yeah. So we're still, we came up here again this, uh, this weekend, we're still up here for another day or two. So uh, just enjoying some sun. I mean, you still see some characters wearing masks from time to time, which is a little weird because it's like, you know, aren't you over it? We're all over it, but it's, um, you know, it just shows you how, how, uh, how strong the propaganda is in regards to scaring the shit out of people. You know, I mean, it just shows it, that even though you have every reason to believe you can take it off, the fear is just so deep rooted that you just are, are still, still afraid. It's just, I mean, I'm sure if we went up to them and we asked them, they'd be like, Oh, I'm just keeping it safe. I'm, you know, I'm just don't know yet. You know, um, you know, and it's just, it's, it's an internal thing now. Now it's trauma that they're dealing with. But, but anyways, where's, what's everybody else up to? What, how was uh, everybody's fourth? How was the, the holiday weekend going? And, Dafir unser Trauma is delicious. So uh, I am here, Klaus Schwab Jr. <laughs> I am uh, on a space station right now, so doing business deals. So for me, it was Adronic Home Moon conferences as usual. So very good. Uh, everything normal, situation normal here in um, in Denver, I guess, you know, as normal as it can be, I would say. Lots of fireworks, lots of fireworks. Have you ever been down to Palmer Lake for the 4th of July? No. About an hour south of you on the 25, big man-made lake right uh, before Monument, like as you're coming up Monument Pass, Mm -hmm. and uh, they do a floating stage in the middle of the lake, and then they do the firework display off of that. So it's huge because everything's landing in the lake, so they're not catching anything on fire, so they can go extra heavy uh, on their fireworks show. I think I'm going to go next year if they're still doing it. I haven't been for a while. I have been to about six or seven cities, six states in the last since the last U- Union of the Unwanted. And uh, Oakland, California is the craziest for masks out of like even Washington, D.C. or Denver or uh, L.A. Oakland, California, they still think it's like day three of lockdown. And it all of them, it's, oh, well, the Delta variant, that's, I mean, we were, we were totally ready to listen to whatever, you know, anybody said about not having a mask on. But now because of the Delta variant, it's everything is super, super scary again. So it, it, the, all of the ability to process the fact that variants of viruses have existed forever uh, and only with COVID is it 
something to worry about. Whereas, you know, situationally, if there's something incredibly bad about a particular virus, then they'll issue a warning, maybe, uh, or surprise you with a whole bunch of, of brand new experimental vaccines. In this case, every variant is cause for, uh, it, it's going to be a planet killer. Yeah, dude, it's freaking ridiculous. Uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I had a kick-ass fourth with uh, with everybody out here lighting off fireworks and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I had to go around and do some stuff. What's strange is, like, how how total strangers will willingly tell you personal uh, medical information. Like, I don't know how many people I encounter in a day where they tell me that they're vaccinated. Like, dude, I don't, I don't give a shit if you're vaccinated or not. I actually want you away from me just because that stupid might rub off. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I can't, I can't deal with it, you know? Right. When was your last prostate exam? Can we, yeah, no like, shit. would you volunteer that? It, 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 yeah. I, it, it's, it's mind boggling. It really is. Um, can we all take a victory lap because Donald Rumsfeld is no longer on the planet? <laughs> you know, I don't normally gloat over the passing of, of people. It's usually bad form, but I'm willing to make a special exception for Donald Rumsfeld, who, if there was a Mount Rushmore of evil, he would he might not be on it, but he would be honorable mention. There's some other guys that maybe would take that title from him, but but he's up there. I mean, every diabolical thing that the United States has been involved in. If you dig hard enough, well, maybe not every, but I'd say in the last 30 to 40 years, you'll find that guy's fingerprints on it some way, shape, or form. Even when these guys recycle out, when the administration is no longer there, they go off someplace, go run GD Cyril and get aspartame approved, even though it gave half the lab rats cancer uh, and was rejected multiple times over the course of a decade to the point where they finally said, if the next time you guys bring this in front of us, if you're cheating on your on your studies i'm going to take all of you and throw you in jail so what did they do they went out and hired donald fucking rumsfeld to be the ceo and then guess what it magically got approved so even when he's not directing indiscriminate wars against countries that had nothing to do with 9-11 and blaming them for it he's also attacking you personally through anything like diet coke or any of that stuff that you that i personally was a straight up addicted to for a long, long time that you can think if you come down with cancer from aspartame, you can thank Donald Rumsfeld for that because he's the guy that single-handedly got that approved when the FDA and all these oversight committees said, no, 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 never. No, we're not going to do it. And then what do you know? So, so he's, you know, we all know him from the Iraq war and we cannot locate, you know, we cannot account for $2.3 trillion of transactions and all that stuff, but he was busy. He was busy even when he wasn't in front of the television cameras coming up with new and ingenious ways to try and screw over humanity. So Donald Rumsfeld, go fuck yourself. I'm glad you're dead. One of my favorite ironies about Donald Rumsfeld, given how antagonistic he was to anyone with a question for the vast majority of his career is that when he was a congressman in the early 60s, he was one of the original co-sponsors of the Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> well, um, I have all these badges here. And um, when you are in the Illuminatis or the Tule societies, I got this badge for doing something very naughty. 
And I got this badge for covering it up. And I got this badge for doing something very naughty. And I got this one for covering it up. So he uh, had a lot of badges, Herr Ormsfeld, and he wore them openly. And um, I appreciate the consistency of your badge system. I do. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It is well, an ordnung. Yeah. It's an order of um, how I've attained it. And before we get to uh, carried away, did you guys, uh, for some of the, the new faces on the show, first of all, uh, let's let people know, because I, I know we jumped right into it. Um, the last episode got removed off YouTube. So if you guys are listening to this one and this one ends up being on YouTube, um, if you're looking for the last one, I think it was episode 28. Episode 28 is still available on all the audio platforms, but video-wise, it's only available on Rockfin and Odyssey. So we're going to exclusively only stream on Rockfin and then post it on, on uh, YouTube. That way, if it gets removed, at least there's another spot you can find it. Um, but before and also uh, the unionsunwanted.com if you want to get links to all our channels um, our merchandise all that stuff is there so just go to the union of the wanted.com new faces do you guys want to introduce yourself just in case because sometimes we get uh people get mad at me because they're like hey you didn't even tell us who these people are we're hearing their voices we don't even know who they are so um eric j um, uh, Klaus. Or <laughs> Klaus. <laughs> yeah, Klaus Schwab Jr. My father is a Klaus Schwab Sr. And, um, but I uh, am kind of the trust fund lot of doubles, and so I know a lot of inside information. <laughs> I hung out with uh, Hunter Biden and me, uh, we traffic uh, drugs and adrenaline and sex, and um, so I, I'm in these circles. And Hi I guys. invited uh, Klaus Schwab Jr., by the way, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> oh, you know him. Okay. Yeah, I know him. I'm the guy. <laughs> and Sam knows him, too, but Sam's not here. <laughs> yeah, where, where is Hal Triplish? Where, where is he? He's at the Bilderberg oh. Group. He couldn't make it tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's at, he's in, uh, he's at that uh, tech uh, retreat in uh, Idaho with Zuckerberg. He's, he's whatever surfing with Zuckerberg. <laughs> Yeah, hey guys, we're, we're the Truth or Theory podcast. Uh, we've had Charlie on our show many times. He was our first guest. We're, uh, we're based just north of Denver. Happy to be here. Klaus, yeah. I need you to be my new spiritual advisor. Uh, I feel <laughs> like you have your shit together. <laughs> yeah, and um, I also, for all my new clients, you have to send three babies. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. You Do have they to. have to be mine? Uh, well, you can oh, hunt them. You can get them at the <laughs> park, for example. Um, outside the uh, school buses or something. Sometimes you park the van. Possession is nine tenths of the law. So technically, as long as you're the one mailing them, they're your three babies. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we got to figure it out. Uh, Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Jay Hennahan. I uh, I run the How to Kill a Sacred Cow podcast. Uh, I actually just uh, had my first. Well, it's actually my second YouTube video removed from. Uh, I did a, an episode with Sophia Smallstorm, so I feel the pain. Yeah, so uh, that that just happened today. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did the How to Kill a Sacred Cow podcast. I've had Ricky and Charlie on my show uh, very recently, and yeah, I'm happy to be here. By the way, this guy, this guy, Klausman, I fucking love this guy, dude. I, I, where, where's, where's your channels and stuff? I got to subscribe to everything, man. Well, I'm in space right now and hiding. I'm making, okay. So can I talk <laughs> about the fourth industrial revolution or should we introduce, uh, Ziaza in the room first? 
Well, What's real up, quick, I'm Mark from uh, My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast and uh, Sam Tripoli's Booker, as well as uh, a friend of Ricky and Charlie, who've also both been on my show, as well as my man Steve. And Mike is uh, going to be on the show soon. We'll, we'll work that out, Mike. Yep. Uh, I'm Steve Poikin, and I host Slow News Day with Glory Jones and Ali Alexandra. I also uh, am a national organizer for a group called Action for Assange. I just did like seven events in the last 10 days um, and more coming up. Find everything yeah, I- at slownewsdayshow.com. I popped Charlie's protest cherry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Last week in, at Denver, in, in at, at the Denver Press Club, we we were went there. Steve invited me, and the and then from there in front of the Capitol building, where we Steve and the and the team had a, a protest set up. A, um, had Julian Assange's father and brother there who spoke, and uh, we were able to ask some questions and have a. Pretty good discussion with them. And now, of course, uh, Julian Assange celebrated his 50th birthday a couple days ago inside Belmarsh Prison, which is a travesty and um, a stain on on the United States. And so the irony of celebrating his birthday and then having the 4th of July afterwards and we're talking about freedoms and all that stuff, it just seems a bit hollow to me and a bit hypocritical. But um, But that's American politics for you, right? Hollow and hypocritical. Yeah, I, I am taking your freedoms one at a time. This is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and I was at that protest too, only I was shooting as uh, a directed energy weapons to give people diarrhea there. So <laughs> I, I think you hit Charlie, right? Didn't you hit Charlie? That, that explains it. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. we are uh, in intergalactic codes, there are ways of making passive aggressive moves against protesters. Mm-hmm. And the mild diarrhea is my favorite. It's so funny. Well, let's well, let's get right into the fourth industrial revolution because you wanted to talk about it, right? Let's uh, yeah. everybody. So, if you don't mind, if I could explain about my family and how we um, came into prominence, um, goes back to uh, uh, my family. I uh, used to run a chocolate shop, a chocolate factory. It has the Stover Chocolate in Bavaria. And it was a castle, and we made uh, chocolate. Well, the German uh, workers, they got, uh, they started protesting. They wanted more wages. They wanted paternity leave for the husband. The husband take nine months off for paternity. Have you heard of something so ridiculous? So then we had to get new workers. So my family, we took our boats to Papua New Guinea's and we got a lot of pygmy warrior people. They were like very small. They were, so you could fit like five or seven in a box and stack the boxes uh, back to Bavaria. And we um, gave them little overalls. Uh, we had these teddy bears with the white overalls. So we gave them these little overalls. They were so cute, making your chocolate. And you could get a lot of labor out there little pygmy vaya if you just give them a dog bowl of jelly beans at the end of the week. And so it was much cheaper to run the factory. And so then we eventually wanted to sell uh, the chocolate factory, meet their workers inside their little, and it was humane. We built them a three house inside the castle. 
So they had some place to sleep and we had a nice jelly bean dispenser for them. So it was humane. But when we sold the, the chocolate factory with the workers inside, it sold for much more than evaluations. And that is what we are doing with us, with the fourth industrial revolution. So after we chip and tag all of our visa buildings, and we have the 5G towers to know blocks, blockchains, humans are capital markets, then we can sell else for more money to the Dracos. And so Davos on the World Economic Forum on the Sule Society is like the real estate agents of uh, selling else to the lizards. So you're welcome. I have, we no have idea. Make- I have no Tony- idea what you're saying. Tony Merkel has just joined the call and is so confused. Is properly confused by what yeah. the fuck is going on. I, I, I know like almost every conspiracy that there is, and this is just confusing me. Um, so, you, so they took the Oompa Loompas, is what he's saying. I yeah, I get I mean, it, but I'm, I mean, my, this, is like a, this is like a long way to go. I'm like sitting here for minutes, like where where are we going here? Well, yeah, eventually, my- we're gonna see Augustus Gloop get stuck in the chute and then go up into the chocolate. My Oma said there was a Oompa Loompas. That is so funny you say this. Um, <laughs> Your commitment to character is second to none, I must say. Fans? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the first industrial revolution, you see, like, people, soon you will own nothing and be happy because you, you know, you buy something. Should I have the warranty? Should I have the six month warranty? Now you will rent everything from us, your oligarchy. So, you're welcome. Thank you. We'll, we'll add subtitles to this one. No, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. Thank you. I need cliff notes. <laughs> we, your your accent is actually really good. I was waiting for you to slip, and it's just. Was hast du Was was Um. So, und, uh, I would uh, go up in. Uh, <laughs> I I was going up, and I went to uh, Mick Mountain uh, preschool. And uh, Hal Robertson used to live there. And um, I think the other kids at the McMartin preschool were trafficked for sex or something. Oh, I we're definitely ju- going to get banned now. <laughs> I would go um, and, uh, to Argentina's from there, from the underground tunnel, and I from McMartin to Argentina to see Uncle Fierro. And uh, when I was five years old, and it was really funny because. <laughs> Uncle Phil in front of the family would make shizers on my chest, pieces of shiza on my chest. It was so funny. <laughs> so that is um, how I got into banking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Charlie, you want to plug his stuff? Because he's not getting out of character. Eric Hollerbeck, right the, the oh. Highway Diaries, man. I'll tell you, uh, I've been on the show all the time, and I get, I get, we, you know, from time to time, there are voicemails left on my phone from Klaus Schwab Jr. <laughs> has had, I don't maybe too much to drink. I don't know. Maybe not enough to drink. I'm, uh, who am I to say? Um, and yeah, so that's, that's where the, the, the connection comes in. But I'll tell you, uh, my guys, uh, E. Willie and JP are, were nice enough to have me uh, christen their studio 
not in not in a dirty kind of way, but in a <laughs> it in was a, dirty. Be honest. Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, I didn't want to get into it and all, but uh, you know, we have. But, the uh, tapes. but we've had a we've had a good we've had a good couple runs, and I figured, you know what, on Fourth of July, let's bring the boys in to uh, to explain yeah, how. Absolutely. I mean, you guys, no doubt, were blowing stuff up yesterday. I I mean, I'm almost positive you were blowing. T- what were you blowing up yesterday? Is the question, I suppose. And <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday we went. I went to the Stampede. I don't know if you've been up to the stampede up here, but yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Got my cowboy on, you know. No, I haven't good done. Time. I haven't done that. It's like a fair uh, concerts and stuff. It was good. Are, are you guys also from Colorado? Yeah, yeah, just just uh, north of Denver up here. We're next to Loveland, Loveland, Colorado. I am the land I, of love. I, I sent Monica a, a message. We've done some group shows as well with Monica mm-hmm. Perez and and the Truth or Theory boys. So uh, we always have a good time. I, I don't know if she's able to make it, but uh, but we certainly we certainly do. Oh, yeah. oh Truthzilla's coming in. Scott, not trying to stay away from fireworks, Charlie. I, uh, they freak la- you out uh, a little bit. No, I just keep doing too many stupid things, man. On Father's Day, I almost killed myself in my kayak. So I'm uh I'm trying to calm down a little bit. <laughs> After this episode, I'm actually going back out where I had my accident to look for my stuff because um it was a mess, man. I I got thrown into a dam and um, beat up pretty bad. Almost lost my kayak, but then I stood up and realized once I got out of the situation that I was butt ass naked. All my clothes got ripped off, so everything's <laughs> in that river now. This is a true story. The my paddle, really <laughs> my phone, everything. So when you so texted me earlier, I was being honest. I had no idea who you were. <laughs> I lost all my contacts. Sounds Starting a lot like church camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is church camp. Yeah, were there any touching. priests involved in this kayaking trip? I mean, it sounds like something to <laughs> ask you to not tell anyone about where you my went. or was what gone. I woke up naked. Let I... <laughs> <laughs> me show you on the doll where I got touched. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I was actually out there by myself, which was another stupid mistake. But yeah, I didn't know I had a dam on my path of the river, and it was a nice surprise. How funny! Yeah. Well, I was hoping that uh, I was hoping the legit back guys would would be able to make it because uh, I'm getting texts from them that they saw a UFO last night, or they think they saw maybe a TR-3B or something last night flying over their heads and multiple, they, they, there were more than one of them that saw it. So I was, I was curious to know if anyone else, I, it, Klaus, I know you're sending those things around, but if anyone yeah. had any interesting 4th of July, uh, festivities, uh, yesterday or, or this weekend. I, I mean, I think the most, I mean, when it comes to current events, the largest ransomware hack, I guess in history is, still occurring right now and they launched it pretty close to 4th of July and they're like demanding like 70 million dollars plus cryptocurrency and it's far reaching across multiple different countries and uh it's impacting everyone so the 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 ransomware pandemic started on July 4th there you go perfect well and <clears throat> the colonial pipeline who um, got hit with a ransomware attack uh, middle of May, right when they were supposed to face some consequences for having the largest gasoline spill in North America, suddenly recovered like 85% of their ransomware. And now the regulatory body that governs pipelines in the U.S. um, came forward to Colonial and was like, 
Well, I guess if you say you're not going to do it again, then it's all good, right? No, no fine, no court, no nothing. No nothing. Biggest gasoline spill in American history. But you guys had a tough week the other day, so I guess we're square. I think, what it, I think one of the biggest stories in the last week or so since the last one has been uh, Dr. Robert Malone being censored all over the place. The guy who patented the mRNA technology, if he's not somebody who's suitable to, to, to publicly have an opinion about this, then who the fuck is? And if this guy's being censored, I mean, what, what more evidence do you need that they're not censoring people because they're trying to protect you? They're censoring people because they're trying to protect big pharma. And it just, it boggles my fucking mind. I mean, he was on Tucker Carlson, which I, I have to admit, I mean, I am very stunned by how often Tucker Carlson will go against the grain. I'm like, don't you guys have big pharma sponsorships, you know, on, on your, uh, on your channel? Of course you do. Like, I'm kind of surprised that he kind of gets a tiptoe that, that line a little bit. Um, but you know, you had the dark horse, uh, podcast being censored. He was on there with, uh, Brett Weinstein and then they had a emergency podcast. Well, that's what they called it on the Joe Rogan podcast. I give Joe Rogan a lot of credit for having him on and letting him speak their, their, um, you know, their, their, just their perspective on what's going on and, and the censorship and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, it, it also boggles my mind that Brett Weinstein is so intelligent, but he doesn't realize there's other platforms out there. He's making it out to be like, if I get censored on YouTube, nobody can hear this. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he thinks that because it's giving him a reason to push back and fight back. Uh, but I mean, there's other platforms out there and there's other ways of getting the information out there. But I mean, it, it just, have you guys been paying attention to any of that? Any of the, I actually DM'd Dr. Malone earlier today to see if I could get him to come on my show. You know, the you, problem is he's going to be, I was just going to say, I, I emailed him. If I have any, uh, we've been going back and forth. I, I know he's been getting swamped. Look, I, I did get a response and he's willing to come on. So I'm uh, eventually maybe we'll do, uh, you know, get him on one of these shows and get him on and try to get his voice out there. Maybe I'll get a bunch of other doctors that I've had on the show do a huge roundtable discussion. It's like, they're not all fucking crazy. Look, all these PhDs and doctors that are all agreeing with one another. Well, I think it's important that that he under that Dr. Malone knows that the reason why he was thrown off of LinkedIn isn't because some low level executive at LinkedIn made a decision to throw him off. Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn and one of the partners over at Greylock, which is a venture capital fund, is a high-ranking member of the World Economic Forum, like in the one of the highest members. Uh, and this is not accidental. <clears throat> they have big, big plans for the mRNA technology. They've discussed how they're how the first step in it is vaccines for COVID, but the next version of it is vaccines for cancer. They've been very open about this. Now we all know that this technology isn't going to work. It's not going to it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. But he's of the opinion. Dr. Malone is of the opinion that there there must have been some mistake. There's no mistake. This isn't accidental. This is a coordinated effort. When the guy who's in charge of the mRNA technology starts coming out and saying, I have questions about what they're doing, with, or, you know, some questions about this, they shut him off immediately. That's, that's not accidental. 
So especially when you, when you start stepping on the toes of the people that are running this operation, they, I mean, LinkedIn, your LinkedIn bio went away. Like you should be so lucky that that's the only thing that happens to you because it's going to get worse. The more this guy comes out and starts to talk, of course, he'll be painted as a, as an unhinged conspiracy theorist, as a quack doctor, as some, you know, I mean, you know what they do with the, how they, when they start that campaign to demonize you. But uh, this guy might wind up being the inventor of the technology and ultimately the guy that winds up taking it down if he's allowed to uh, talk about it. And they, of course, just cannot allow that to happen. Um, well, every, every doctor that has good intentions, you take their technologies and you invert it against everything that they stand for. Like, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing is the guy that when he was on the Brett Weinstein podcast the dark horse podcast he was on with somebody who's like a big silicon valley guy like he's a multi-millionaire silicon valley guy and they actually um when he got removed off linkedin they he got a hold of the vice president or something like that talked directly to the vice president and he's like so now they're trying to resolve it but that shows how deep it goes that it's like this guy has connections to the hierarchy of linkedin and even they aren't like okay let's just fix the problem and we're good it's like no no no. there's something else going on where it's like they're still not willing to, to just put him back on and, and give him his page back and all that stuff so it goes deep and the other thing too you're hearing all this conversation about the delta uh you know version of the virus and all this stuff um it, it i wonder how much of the the people getting sick maybe you know in another month two months three months from now if they blame it on the delta uh version if it was really just side effects from from the vaccine from all the people who get vaccinated now you can kind of hide it a little bit because you don't know what to blame is it going to be the vaccine is it going to be the new uh version of the virus so it, it just it, it's it's crazy and it, it's um my wife had family up here recently from florida and uh and so i live in massachusetts for people who don't know and uh and we had they, they were up here for a funeral um which she had her, her grandmother passed away so we're at the funeral and all our family from florida they're like it's very anti the vaccine and like i can't believe people are still fucking wearing masks up here and all that stuff and um and and i th i forget who mentioned it earlier oh i think it was jay about how how open people are to asking you like personal medical information and just like hey did you get the vaccine so they're asking my wife's family like um oh have you you get vaccinated yet down in florida like oh which one did you get and they're like no we didn't get the fucking vaccine like they're just their reaction was like priceless it was just like they thought it was absurd that you're even asking and i'm just like oh god bless florida like it, it's so funny for the longest time i just made you know most of us made fun of florida it was like the dick of the united states right it was just like all the crazy people all the crazy stories and now it's like i've never been more proud of florida being a state than ever you know I'm like florida texas it's like those are really like th those are the places that we want to move to i mean those are places i mean new hampshire I'm, I'm in new hampshire now uh for a little weekend getaway and i new hampshire's pretty cool too i, I like new hampshire uh, any any state that has a, a slogan on their license plate, you know, live free or die, I think is a is a pretty cool place to be at. And, um, you know, which is pretty ballsy. I mean, live free or die uh, is is pretty wild. But it's uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where um, I'm really concerned about some of these states like Massachusetts and, and some of these other uh, states that really drank the Kool-Aid 
if if they can trick them again, right? If they can trick them into doing all this nonsense again. And, you know, I'm sure, Jay, you being in Massachusetts with me, uh, you're thinking about it too. Like, hey, if this, you know, if they try to pull the same trick again, are we fucked? Are we, are we stuck in a state? And, and then Mark, you're in Connecticut. I mean, not much better. You're not that far from us. Um, you know, a little, I, I live close to the border of, uh, of Connecticut, you know, just, I mean, Enfield's right over, uh, the border. I mean, I play uh, soccer on Sunday nights at, uh, East Windsor, you know, every, um, Sunday night I hang out Richard Grove near Hartford. So I'm, I'm always in Connecticut. And, uh, I mean, they're not much different either. Even though you guys seem to be a little better, I think the well, restaurants... I'll, I'll tell you what, I just drove up to Pork Fest in uh, New Hampshire, Porcupine Fest, and uh, the contrast was startling. There was a lot more people wearing masks up there than I've noticed here now that the mandate's gone. There's a lot of people who are free in the face. I congratulate that with a smile. Everybody I see, I'm like, hey, free your face. I love it, you know? Mm. And this part of Connecticut that I just moved into, it's more rural and people have lawn signs. We saw a, a lawn sign that said like, you know, show your smile and like Canton against masks. So you really just got to go community by community. I think that's really all we can do is, is start with where we're, you know, buying our food and, and going every day. Like, like the people you see in your daily life, be the positive influence in your neighborhood. Because yes, this is overwhelming when we're looking at the TV screen or the computer screen and we're reading all this information. But when we take a breath and we're present in the present and we're in the now and we look around at the other human beings, that are in our community, we realize like all it takes is just a smile to be like, wow, okay, wow, like this is a lot better, you know, and people, it will slowly dawn on them that the mask thing is ridiculous. And I think hospitals in general have always left me with a, a bad taste in my mouth. And it's just about outreach and education. I mean, I was anti-vaccines way before 2020, you know, and I think it's just an obvious common sense thing when you lay the facts out to people without the political position. You know, we really have to approach it from like the same way organics won people over. I mean, think about how many people understand organics now as opposed to 10 years ago. I think maybe it's just because I'm in a progressive state. I have a different outlook on that, but you know, organic food really does have a huge effect on your diet. And now more than ever, I mean, even in gas stations, you can find organic food. So I think there is, a point. we need to, uh, we need to be, you know, glass half full as much as we can. What's, what's but, your, what's your like line in the sand for, this is a question for anybody. I mean, uh, especially if you're in a place like Massachusetts, I'm in the Philadelphia area, so it's very similar uh, I mean, you guys have all thought about this since everything kicked off. I mean, what, what's the, the line in the sand for you for you to just kind of hit the road and, and start your life over? Is, is it possible for any of you? I mean, uh, it's something I thought about all last year. And I'm fortunate I can go anywhere I want whenever I decide to go. But I know it's not like that for everybody. So, like, what's the situation for some of you guys? I mean, especially living in areas because I, I was surprised here in the Philadelphia area, I go into a store and I, I'd say it's probably 90% of the people aren't wearing masks. And I don't know, I don't know how to even read it. Like, I, like, like it's crazy that masks and vaccinations are, are, you know, political statements anymore, but I don't know how to read it. I don't know if that's people who didn't get the vax and they're just saying, screw you. Cause here in Pennsylvania, if you, they say, if you had the vaccination, feel free not to wear a mask. If you, if you don't, didn't have the vaccination, you have to wear a mask still. 
And so I don't know how to read the situation, but uh, I'm just curious as to, you know, what everybody's thoughts are on, you know, moving forward and stuff. I mean, are you guys ready to kind of bail on the place you maybe grew up in? Fuck yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, it's funny because I, I grew up like being a big Celtics fan, but, you know, just big, being really proud of like the city of Boston. And like, I always loved going there, always had fun every time I went to Boston. They had like a, a small town feel, you know, you go there, you always make friends and, and it's like, you know, everybody just, you know, cause it's one of those cities where people who live there, a lot of them grew up there. So it has that like small town feel. Um, and then when 2020 happened, man, I've never been more disgraced of being from Massachusetts. I, I was like ashamed of being from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it really, you start thinking about like, okay, can I, I, we went to Florida for my wife's birthday in, uh, February, uh, uh, and, and this year it was, yeah, 2021. And when we went down there, uh, I swear, I, I thought about every scenario possible on how we didn't have to come back. I'm like, how about we sell the house from here? How about we sell everything from here and we'll just figure some shit out. I'm like, like, cause I'm just, I, I was so happy. D- Dana White said it. And, and that's the thing about Dana White. So the thing about cutthroat businessmen is that they can be assholes, right? Obviously. But you know, guys who really don't give a fuck about anything else besides their business. Well, sometimes that type of attitude comes in handy because all he gave a shit about was like, how do I get the UFC running again? Fuck these regulations, fuck all this stuff. And, and so he's been kind of brutally honest. And, uh, you know, he talked about it when he had his first, uh, sold out full, you know, capacity, uh, pl- uh, a show in Florida at a, uh, post fight, uh, press conference. He's talking about it, t- telling, uh, the, the people interviewing him. He's like, He's like, how much happier people down here? He's like, everybody's smiling. He's like, you want to wear a mask? Wear a fucking mask. You don't want to wear a mask? Don't wear a fucking mask. I don't care. You know, he's like, but he's like, look at just the mood. He's like, everybody's happy down here. Everybody's, and it's so true. We went down to Florida in February and like, just, I felt like I was in a better mood. Everybody was in a, I mean, some of it's probably just vitamin D you know, and getting the sun and being outside and whatnot, but just seeing people's faces, the smiles, uh, you know, seeing my wife's family because she's the uh she has family down in florida and just like the second we saw them they're hugging us and kissing us like in massachusetts it's like for a while people didn't feel comfortable doing that type of stuff every time you ran into somebody it was like awkward it's like can i shake your hand can i be close to you can i you know uh do i have to keep my distance it was just like it made every what should have been a pleasant interaction a awkward interaction and um and so yeah i mean it just Thank God for places like Florida. I don't even know what the fuck my point was. I'm just getting worked up talking about COVID. <laughs> and, uh, so, but I mean, it, it's like uh, with what you're talking about, it, it's like that. I think it's the Heineken commercial. And I wonder, I, I, I think about this, all this kind of stuff. Like th- this is a group of guys who, you know, we, we all think very similar with a lot of these things. And I, I often wonder, do how many of us are out there reality? Because I mean, we have commercials like the the Heine- I think it's the Heineken commercial I've been seeing, uh, where it's like you see two guys literally walking in like a club or something, and they're like pushed up against the wall and opposite from each other trying to pass and stuff. And it's like to me, I'm like, that's obvious manipulation of the situation. And I, I don't know how other people consume that content. I get insulted when I when I see it, but I don't know if other people see it and they think it's funny. Or if they actually are like, oh yeah, absolutely. I would. I don't even know if I would go in the same hallway as somebody else. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, it, the the complete manipulation of the situation and the fact that we're such like just this country alone, the United States. It, it's so diverse and different from from state to state. Forget about coast to coast. 
I, I often wonder, you know, what the general mindset of people are because you know people are scared to talk to begin with. I mean, nobody wants to really talk out loud about these things because they're afraid of being chastised. And you know, I've, I've been saying this for a long time. Early 2000s was a very popular time for people to, you know, say, don't tell me your truth because it might offend me. And now it's being ingrained into our culture where those children that were taught that are now adults scared to talk to each other. And I, I'm just... I've gotten to the point where, you know, I just basically say, screw you. I mean, and nobody's ever asked me for my medical information if I was vaccinated when I go in a store. And if they said it, screw you. You're not getting it. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd rather just go to a different store at that point. Yeah, dude, I'm an Uber driver. And these every, like every other person that gets in the car either tells me that they're vaccinated or asks me if I'm vaccinated. Like, it's it's absurd. So I do a lot of Ubering in the city of Boston, too. Like Like Ricky was just talking about that place is like the it's it's a, a liberal stronghold if there ever fucking was one everybody wants to be seen doing the the you know the right thing everybody wants to show yeah. it, they want to show everybody else how how much they care about other people i actually had one woman tell me that she got the vaccine um either people will say like i got the vaccine so that i could travel or the, or they'll say like oh i got the vaccine because i i actually care about other people i'm like <laughs> I would never get like uh, I would never get a surgery or some type of medical intervention for somebody else. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, get uh, I wouldn't get gastric bypass so that other people had more food. Like that shit just doesn't make any fucking oh, you, sense to me. You would if the media told you you needed to do it for eight months straight, for sure. just lied to <laughs> you and made you feel like a bad person for not doing it, and made you feel like you're going to kill grandma, and, and encouraged you to rat out your neighbors for having too many people in the driveway i mean they've done a number on us they have turned normal people that now feel like when they get into an uber instead of saying hey man how's it going thanks for grabbing me we're going over here you know um how's your day instead it's i've had the experimental medical procedure let me ask you about your personal medical history what's your personal it's like get the fuck out of my car then i don't i mean well that's the the thing charlie it the the we we've got people who are walking around with the unmitigated audacity to be like for your safety and because i care about you i took an experimental drug like i've been pretty cocky about some of the things that i've put into my body and ingested over a long period of time yeah i have but at no point did i ever run up to anyone and be like okay look check it out i'm gonna eat this bag of mushrooms and do this cocaine for your safety <laughs> <laughs> it would be rad if you did though yeah. you know they deeply appreciate that he sounds like hunter biden <laughs> <laughs> hunter biden did it for ukraine let's be fair okay? how many how many of you guys when somebody says oh i did it for somebody else because I, I I can't, I love when people say that because I, I immediately like to just kind of make them aware how little information they have on the subject they're talking about. I'm just like, you do realize like it doesn't stop the spread, right? It doesn't stop you from getting it. doesn't stop you from spreading it. So even the mask thing makes no sense. I mean, we're at, at a hotel and the hotel has signs everywhere. Like if, you know, if you, if you got vaccinated, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, there's nobody wearing a mask, but it's just like that sign itself makes zero sense because it's like, if it doesn't stop you from spreading it, why would I end a mask supposedly allegedly stops me from spreading it? 
why would it matter if I'm vaccinated or not? Like all it's doing is protecting me. It's not protecting anybody else. So it's like, even the logic in all this makes no sense. And, and the traveling thing over and over again, I'm hearing people say that like, Oh, I got, I got it. So uh, I can travel. I'm like, is it mandated to travel yet? No. no. Have, have you like, so why are you prematurely getting it? I'm like, plus how would they, how could they refuse a, a negative test? I'm like, Worst case scenario, I'd rather give a negative test and, and at least I'm like, okay, I'll give you a negative test. I'm good and I'll travel instead of getting a va experimental vaccine, which, you know, now you're seeing, I don't know what the VARS uh, database is at, uh, at now, but it was at like five, 6,000, you know, uh, uh, deaths uh, linked. And then, of course, we all know what the Harvard study that says the VARS system, you know, is, is only 1% is actually inputted in the VARS system. But you're talking about five, 6,000 deaths. There's like tons of people who've been uh, sent to the hospital after getting the vaccine. There's tons of people who've had other types of injuries that aren't deaths. Uh, so it's just like, why, why risk that for a, to, to, to prevent like, I don't know, like symptoms, right? Cause that's really all we're, we're saying. All the, all the uh, pharmaceutical companies are saying is that the symptoms won't be as bad. And it's like, how do you even quantify that? How do I know that if I got the virus, without the vaccine that i wouldn't have the exact same experience it's impossible so it's like it, it's a bulletproof you know scam because it's like okay oh see it wasn't that bad when you got the virus that was thanks to our product but you don't know that you would have the exact same experience if you didn't have our product you know it, it just it makes no sense i mean people are just absolutely it's all become political like we said and now because the election's over it's a little less political but even all the ivermectin uh, conversation, the only reason that hasn't become as political, and, and I think it, it's a great example to kind of like kind of show people uh, normies, for lack of a better term, like be like, hey, look, ivermectin can actually prevent and save lives. And it was demonized all for political purposes. And it was all for, for to push, uh, you know, the, the vaccine on the people. There's no conversations about like antibody tests. If we really cared about about, you know, getting the vaccines to the people who are high risk. Why aren't we talking about antibody tests for people who already got the vaccine? We're telling people who already have natural immunity to the virus to go ahead and get a, a experimental vaccine that will give them the exact same immunity, you know, allegedly. So it's like, how does that make any sense? And then all the patent conversations, right? Like, how about the fact that the, the, uh, the big pharma doesn't want to let other labs actually create the the vaccines in, in other countries like india or pakistan wherever the hell they're they're um are, are are saying that they can create it for like half the cost uh why because they it's all about profit it's not about the virus it's not about saving lives so like i almost feel like the, you know i always say this i'm always like there's people that i just feel like i can't get to like they're just so lost but when the opportunity comes about to have those conversations and get to uh get through to them I still give it a try. I'm still like, you know what? Let me just see, like, if we can have a conversation about this and and not make it political. And the nice thing about being post-election is that I feel like you can talk about the whole COVID situation without it immediately being political. Like it, before, like somebody was saying before, it's so true. Like if you got the vaccine or didn't get the vaccine, if you're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, that all represented your political party like oh you're not wearing a mask you must be you know a trump supporter if you are wearing a mask you must be an anti-trump you know so it's just and those really are our only options because nobody's pro biden it's either you're pro, <laughs> you're pro trump or anti-trump maybe yeah. someone i'm not uh, i don't know anything about this but could the government 
use eminent domain on the patent for the virus? And why hasn't that been pushed in the media? I think eminent domain is more about property. I know, but something as equal to that. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. What do you guys think the 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 vaccination's goal is behind all that? Do you think it's an experiment to see how much of us will? <laughs> Klaus, well, it's it's gotta second. be it's it's gotta be deep because I mean Steve Kirsch came out. This dude's saying there's like twenty five thousand deaths in America and it's disabled a million people. Like if it was if it was about profit, then they would stop that shit right now because when that when that information does get out, you know that that they're gonna screw those companies. So it's it's gotta be deep. I, I think Char Charlie hit it right on the head, and uh, I've been asking this question too because I'm like okay, what's like, what's the end goal? Like, obviously there's a lot of other things like, you know, uh, <laughs> smart cities and all this. I mean, we can ask Mr. Schwab himself. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My family has planned this for a long time. You know, it used to be when we had all the technology from IBMs that we would, uh, we would count the Judas and we would give them the tattoos of the numbers or you go to building four to make shoes in, you go to building five to make the tanks or the bombs or something. And so when somebody comes across the desk, then we either give them the saline solution if they are a lawyer for the Klaus Schwab family, or if they are not, uh, if they are a undesirable, then we give them the real shots. But everyone gets the RFID chips. And we were saying for the making of the, the travels, for making travels, you would need the vaccine because then we can scan you. Doot, oh, you're going here. Okay, so you can go to Costa Rica in building for labor camp. I mean, vacation homes. So it is more of a, to tag the sheep and to triage the population and make the smaller populations and to only give birthright to certain members of else. Well, I think what Charlie said was correct uh, because this bigger picture question I think is really important. It's like, okay, it can't be as simple as let's just vaccinate as many people as possible. There are obviously much, much bigger agendas being pushed right now, but the, the, talking to a lot of doctors and people, you know, and asking their opinions on what they think the bigger picture is the MRNA technology being used for a bunch of other things. That seems to be something that people really think. They think that this is a, a gateway into that whole like making that whole technology mainstream and getting it all basically FDA approved and mainstream. And then, you know, it becomes a, a, a cow that you can milk the shit out of because now you can use it for cancer. Now you can use it for all these other uses. And um, so that seems to be uh, some people predict, you know, one of the, one of the big agendas that's being pushed. I mean, do you guys have any other predict predictions? Well, a couple, or? couple points on that real quick though. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Dr. Robert Malone, in a couple of the interviews that he was doing and he was making their rounds, um, was definitely advocating the thank same you, thing as far you, as Mark. the future of mRNA tech goes. Like, I mean, the, his, his qualm is with, like what was be what the mRNA tech was being used for, but he himself is an advocate of it in the future and in other avenues and uses. So I would agree with, with Charlie on that uh, quite a bit because the, the thing is um, we've got people, we don't, we, the FDA approval doesn't matter. 
It, it doesn't. Emergency use authorization is what people have become used to. So you, we really don't ever have to have an approval for an experimental drug again because everybody's just been satisfied, or not everybody, but a vast majority of the people globally have accepted emergency use authorization as a replacement for this past all of its tests. It's ready to be put to market. Um, so there's the unlimited potential for both um, medical tyranny and unlimited experimentation as long as enough people don't come together and resist all I think Steve brings, brings up a good point. It's, it's just accepted at this point, much like the, how the United States doesn't have to officially declare war anymore. They right. just can kind of do it. I think there's a couple of different things. Like, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're experimenting on the population, but I think every uh, variable in this is being tracked in and using some kind of uh, massive database, not only to prove or analyze how effective these new mRNA vaccines are, but also how effective the propaganda is, too, so they can tune that. They'll, they know who is resistant, who's not taking it, and they know what the messaging was to lead to that. So they, the, when the next one rolls around, the messaging will change and be geared and even probably even be uh, better uh, so they can get it uh, really dialed in within the next five years. Well, since we started talking, um, Dr. Malone has been reinstated oh, wow. by LinkedIn, according to his uh, Twitter page that it has, uh, um, it has been, quote, fixed. I didn't so know the union had wanted had, uh, that kind of pull. Good we job. do. We do. Wow. We do. We don't like to talk about it much, but we do. Um, Anybody else have any anything else you want us to do for you while we're? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I actually, I actually got to go. I got an interview in five minutes, but it was good hanging out with you guys. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get that interview postponed. Don't worry about it. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Tony. I'll see you Tony guys. Merkel, confessionals, everybody. Yeah. Hey, it out. If, if you guys could give me like four more hours added on to every day, that would really be a big help. So yeah, um, get, give me that. Like well, that. listen. Listen, the guy that the guy that is, is is the developer of this mRNA technology, they have described it as up is injecting an operating system into somebody. And we have experience with operating systems from using computers, of course. And if depending on which computers you use, you know that there are things like viruses. You know that there are things like malware and spyware. Hell, ransomware. You know, everyone is is. You know, all of the stuff that it impacts your computer that we go, well, you know, my computer turned into a brick, got to throw it away and buy a new one. Well, what happens when it, when it's a, your body? What happens when you need to download the new operating system? What, what happens when you need to uh, restart the computer to upgrade, you know, for, for the updates to take hold? What happens? Like, we're playing a very dangerous game here. And... I think that the questions that we're asking are reasonable. We're not, we're, none of us are scientists here. So we have to ask the scientists the questions, but, but is it, it's not unreasonable for us to have questions about this. What's unreasonable is for our question is for us to not be allowed to have questions. That is the most unreasonable component of this. The fact that someone says, Hey, you know, before you inject this operating system into me. I want to know exactly how it works. I want to know where the, where, you know, how, how have you tested it? Have you tested it on animals? Mm, yeah, well, you know, I mean, 
the animal stuff didn't go very well. I mean, let's talk about this. It's so it's the fact that we are not allowed to even have the conversation is an indicator that they're trying to hide something. I mean, that's, that's just obvious to me. So what is it that they're trying to hide? Could it be that this technology isn't quite ready for consumer use yet? Is it rushed to market like everything else? It, does it flat out not work at all? Like, I think that it is reasonable to have questions. And when somebody in a position of authority is trying to make it so that you can't have that conversation, that should be, those should be the red flags you watch for. So it's like, you may or may not understand the technology behind it. I know I don't, but I understand the, the behavior of people trying to get you to not look into it. That I recognize clear. And that's what's happening here. It's happening through the big tech censorship and it's, it's happening uh, at an alarming rate. So Transhumanism. It's all about transhumanism. I mean, you look at it, even the 2020, uh, trying to get us to get used to being at home, separate from one another. I mean, we were connecting via Zooms, via, you know, technology. It was almost like it was trying to get us to, to go against our, our natural instincts to want to physically be around each other and uh, get us, no, you know, to to for that to become normal for us. I mean, this, I, I mean, and the thing is like, as much as I love doing these zoom conference calls, I would love to be hanging out with all you guys in person, much, much more, you know, it's like, yeah, this is a, a great alternative, but there's nothing like people actually being together and, and picking up on social cues and enjoying each other's company and, and feeding off each other's energy. Um, I, I, uh, you know, I, I think that transhumanism, uh, thing is, is, uh, has been like supercharged, you know, like they just added nitrous to it and they're trying to speed up the whole process. And, uh, it, it's scary. I mean, even the whole, like, I mean, I hate to get into this, but I, with kids, it, it's become a topic that I'm, uh, a, a little bit more concerned about, uh, just like with the transgender and all this stuff, like they're just like force feeding that agenda you know and it's like i'm not i do, listen my, my my i have friends that are, are gay i have uh friends that are lesbian i have my wife has family that are, are you know are gay and are lesbians i don't care about any of that stuff i don't what? care about tr- j- j- yes i know it's unbelievable and oh. um, i'm all for all that stuff i'm very like liberal when it comes down to all that stuff but like is it just me or does it seem like every other commercial is like a transgender person or they're like they're trying to normalize a bunch of stuff that it's like yeah it is normal but it's also normal to understand that it's like one percent of the population or less so why is it on 50 percent of the things i'm watching on tv like now now what you're doing is you're paying a illusion that like it's a huge percentage of the population and it's not and it's like to to me like my 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 half of one percent it's one out of 200 I mean, do you guys get what I'm saying? Do, do, yes. do, do you guys have any issues with this stuff? And especially people who have kids and, and you know, have to ask or answer these questions and explain this stuff to them. And, and again, I'm, I'm, compl- I'm, I'm not anti any of this stuff. Like, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm a libertarian when it comes down to, like, if you want to marry a tree, and I'm not comparing it to marrying a tree, but I'm saying it's like, as, a, as extreme as you want to live, I'm all for it. Like, you, we have a limited amount of years on this planet whatever makes you happy, whatever you want to do, I'm all for, like, I don't, I'm not against any of it at all. I just think when, when it comes down to children, like the, the percentage of children who, and you have all these parents, I think, think they're supporting their kids by giving them a hormone replacement. And I know like personally, people who have ho- hormone replacement before they're 18, you know, I'm like, 
do you know people who get tattoos at 18? They usually regret those tattoos because we shouldn't be making permanent decisions at 18. You know, so what happens is that you're trying to be a supportive parent by saying, okay, if you think you're a girl, then we'll help you transition to a boy. If you think you're a boy, we'll help you transition to a girl, whatever it may be. And it's like, now you're making permanent decisions, okay, that they're going to have permanent lasting effects. And this could be just a phase. I mean, the way I dressed at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, like I made a lot of mistakes. I still do. Like, I, I, I don't want any of those mistakes to be permanent. Now, these people have to make permanent decisions and and the many of them are having depression they're having regrets for having those hormone replacements why because you probably sh you know and and then the pure pressure right i know i'm going on like a hundred different tangents yeah. but uh, but it's the pure pressure of like you're seeing groups of of friends saying let's all become boys or let's all become girls like we're all going through this together so now it just becomes like hey my friend got a tattoo like I'm, I'm gonna get a tattoo, or my my friends all dress this certain way, or use this lingo or this slang, so I start doing it. Like we, as kids, like you all, you want to find a click, you want to fit in, and and you know, unfortunately, when you're trying to fit in by making permanent decisions, like having hormone replacement, that's gonna mess up, you know, your skin. You're gonna have acne. You're gonna have a deeper voice. You're gonna do all these things that are could be permanent. Uh, I, I just think you let kids decide if you're fucking, if you're 21, 22, 23, 24, and you decide you want to be another gender, then that's completely fine. Like I'm, I'm, I don't care. Like I'll, I'll call you whatever name you want me to call you. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll even go with you, you know, but when it comes down to kids, like don't let kids make those long-term decisions. And it's like, it, it, again, I, I don't know how this all is interconnected but it seems very interconnected with a transhumanism uh uh just um agenda because it's almost like normal has become subjective right there is no normal anymore it's like everything's subjective like it's like you know let's just hook up ourselves to machines and let's you know let's gender's a a, a social construct and all these things are so everything's a social construct you know so um, again, I just went on a long tangent and had no point, but uh, hopefully somebody can can help me out here if you if you get uh, can understand my frustration with uh, some of this. It seems like there's a timeline that was agreed to, and now they're rushing to meet the benchmarks for that timeline. It, right, and I think it all runs parallel too to the to the uh, the sterility that you're seeing in. Uh, Steve Kirsch did a did a lot of work on talking about the sterility with it. So I think all that stuff runs parallel to the to the cultural stuff, so that all this stuff happens at the same time. I really like that point, the timeline point. Yeah, and when you make wars on the population uh, to make it go down, then you have different angles uh, breaks the family, and um, you make di different genders, and so you have like weird fish looking genitalia that nobody wants, and so. Then you have different ways of uh, depopulation, you know. Well, the family thing's so important because it's like you, you get morals, you learn how to love one another, you and, and not just that, you can s support one another. And and now it's like even the family concept is, and I don't give a shit if the family is, you know, what it is. If it's made up of two two moms, two dads, you know, a, a mom and a dad, whatever it is. Um, just, you know, I think having a family is important for support to help mold the future of the world. I mean, it's it now it's just like even the family concept is just like something that like nobody cares to even put importance in. It's just like, oh, whatever. Who cares? You know, like just let let the, the government raise your kid. You know, it's 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 wild. 
Ja, I am very close with, with my father and the Schwab family. Like, we, I remember 20 years ago, 20 years before, I was in uh, England with my father and Jimmy Savills and Prince Andrews and Prince Charles and we were making human hunting. Und, um, but 20 years ago, we did not have the RFID chips in the arms. And one of the kids, he got out the castles and then he started talking to newspapers and all these things. And then we got the RFID chip. So then if uh, the boy, naked boy runs out of the castle, oh my God, they're trying to kill me with the dog and the fox. <laughs> Um, then uh, we can always find them. So that is why we now are having the 5G towers everywhere, um, all the way up Californians. Um, so then, yeah, they, sometimes they get out the castle. But I know, yeah, family, <laughs> me and my father, we love to ride on horses and make the arrows or something. It's, we bonds this way. Every every family's a bit unique. Um, the you know the fifty three genders that Facebook has to choose from. You know it's kind of like laughable, and then you start to go, okay, well, there is an executive decision made to do this. So why is is it pandering? Are you? I mean, because they don't even make sense. I have a list of all of them. They don't. They don't. It's nonsense. I mean, there's a couple of them that you can figure out, but some of them. They look like they just are contradictory or they, they're almost like a repeat of one another. So it's kind of hard to tell I wanna... uh, what they're even doing. But it, to me, it was I, – I thought, well, are they, are they like prepping us to include like hybrids in this designation? Are they in, – in, in, to, to, hmm. to have artificial intelligence as a, as a gendered designation? Is there some sort of – are they trying to normalize – the fact that there's is it part of a de, is it part of a depopulation agenda where they're trying to uh, prevent you prevent people from coming together and having kids and having families by creating just fraction uh, fractionalizing all of these genders and making it so confusing that people don't even know where where to you know where they fit on this scale but also then simultaneously hitting them through plastics and all of the drinking water and the goddamn toxic air and all of the stuff that's changing us, biologically changing us in little ways and creating a, like what we've joked about, like the soy boy culture, but it's a real thing. Have you seen 20 year old boys lately? They don't look like we looked like when we were 20. There, there's something going on here. I don't know if it's environmental. I don't know if it's a combination of everything, but there's there's definitely some sort of agenda here to try and blur the lines between what is male and female. And I'm not talking about some people that were like transsexual. I mean, we knew about that a long time ago, but it's gone, it's gone bonkers. Like it's not even, none of it, it doesn't even make sense anymore. And once again, you're not allowed to have questions about it. You can't, I'm not even, not even if you're trying to be honest, like have honest questions. You're not even allowed to talk about it. You're you're transphobic automatically. You're you're whatever phobic automatically. Just they label you with that. You're not allowed to have the discussion. And say I have questions. What the fuck does this stuff mean? What are you talking about? Like what is this gender designation? You're gender fluid. What the fuck does that mean? That means today you're one thing and later tonight you're something else. Stop it. That's and then you get mad because we're you're not taking me seriously. Of course I'm not taking you seriously. Why the fuck would anyone take you seriously? You're saying that your gender changes depending on what time of day it is. 
that's 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 not a serious person, right? That's I managed that's to cartoonish. fit my genitals in a mood ring, Charlie. That's, <laughs> that's how this is going to work from now on. No, I'm, I want to. I want to connect like basically everything that everyone's been talking about, and starting with the timeline. Mike, we we know because we have Agenda Twenty One, Agenda Twenty Thirty, Agenda Twenty, and so on and so forth. There is a timeline for it. The last five years have inarguably been a period of acceleration. There is a massive, overarching agenda to have us disconnect with our humanity. Like even twenty years ago, the the whole purpose of like self-experimentation or drug experimentation or whatever what was to gain insight into who you were as a human and how you fit into the world largely not to disconnect or separate yourself from everything root bound about the world and uh you know merge with the cloud but over the last, in a really post 9-11 world, it's been about disconnecting with everyone's humanity and plugging into the cloud. That's the groundwork for transhumanism. The I, fact that we can conceive of 50, 70, whatever genders, but only two political parties, that's intentional too. You're allowed to be, you know, have as many different genders as you want to. You're allowed to have as many different brands as you want to, except for politics. It's the only thing that's allowed to be binary. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I mean, but it all, I mean, you're, computers everyone, are allowed every, to be binary. Everything that I'm hearing from everybody, it's all making a whole lot of sense. I'm just trying to like put it together because it does seem like we've had a lot of uh of documentation on everything that's being said it's all just so disparate because we're never supposed to be talking to one another which is why i love the concept of a show yeah and when you have eight on 50 uh genders then it is an academic circle jerk that never goes anywhere so it's always the solution is get rid of the family so no matter how many papers you write or esoteric maybe i have a gender that is half a dwarf and a panda, I mean, uh, then you have a confused kid who's very, uh, then you can catch him for the van, and then you can make uh, the flesh plus the dronochrome, and you can sell it to the uh, Draco affiliates. So that is what uh, Hunter Biden and I are in business doing. But, like, it's uh, very tricky because um, it's hard not to get uh, high on your own supplies if you know what I mean. So sometimes uh, we have three kids in the van and by the time we get to Mars, there's only one left to sell. So uh, it's hard yeah, for the true. gas monies uh, back to Mars. But, uh. Hey, Charlie, you mentioned the Soy Boy group. Um, they had a guy, I mean, not a guy, a young boy driving out of my uh, neighborhood recently on a bicycle with a fishing pole. And it was like a unicorn seeing that. It's like, that looks like my childhood when we used to leave our yeah. neighborhoods with fishing poles and, nets and shit and go do stuff outside yeah it was surreal to see that and it was like man that's sad that that's actually something that is not common anymore just, yeah and it could be a, a kid like it, doing that it could be something as as you know it, it could be something as innocuous as as like technology has changed people <clears throat> you know people are they're staying in they're on their we know they're on ipads and on cell phones mm -hmm. and things like that but it it has changed the kids a lot 
to um, you know what, what the mask mandates, what they're doing to the kids at school, um, critical race theory, and that's fun. They're they're starting to introduce that. That's totally driven by an agenda, and, and then this. And we look back on our childhood and remember like, hey, well, we were outside at summer right now. And at least where we are at summer. And um, this is the time when you'd get on your bike and and go build forts and do all that stuff. And it seems like it's not only is it gone, it's like frowned upon. And and, yeah. and parents have, have, have just completely, um, you know, just given up on trying to you know, get rid of the technology from kids. So yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's, it's coming at us from a variety of angles and, and Steve's right there. There's a, there is an agenda. There's a timeline. We, we know that they've talked openly about it. And, and it seems to me, it seems like to a lot of people that they got a message that was like, you guys better hurry up. Like whatever sort of crazy fantasy you had like, let's get on it because the people are waking up or the timeline's changing or this agenda 2030. Well, maybe it's going to be agenda 2025 now. So, so step on it because like we're seeing, you're seeing coordinated uh, dictates that are coming down that are at best laughable. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, every governor was offering lottery tickets to take the vaccine. That didn't happen accidentally. These people are not bright they're being told what to do and it's like they you feel like they're in a meeting and and the guy was like i don't give a shit if you have to get it if you have to give everyone lottery tickets to take it just get them to take it and then everyone's like maybe we should just offer them lottery tickets i don't know why the fuck not do that hey talladega let's do two laps around talladega okay fine they said anything right anything it's so it's like it's it's on the one hand extremely insulting to our intelligence that they think that we can be bought with lottery tickets, um, Krispy Kreme donuts, free beer, and laps are, you know, around Talladega. But it's also working on a certain segment of the population. And that is embarrassing. Oh, yeah. That is that is frankly like, you know, I mean, I feel like a lot of us have come to this 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 point over the last year, year and a half, where it's like we want what's best for everybody in a real sense, not like these people on television pretend to, but we, we really want to like tell people how, what we see, uh, the, the information that we have about the medical, uh, the big pharma and the vaccine complex and all these things that there's some real questions and we're, we're we want to wake people up to it. And now after a year and a half of all this and some of our friends and family members not listening to us, thinking that we're crazy conspiracy theorists for even suggesting that there might be something to look into when it comes to the vaccine program, now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you guys just go, have fun, take your 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 Talladega laps and your shots, and uh, good luck to you. So it's it's changing it's changing me. I'm I, I never had a whole lot of patience, but I have even less now. And I feel like if 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 you're unwilling or unable to research any of this on your own, if you can't connect these massive dots that are right in front of your goddamn face, then then maybe the best thing for you to do is to get in line and get the vaccine and get your free beer and and go off and live in some parallel universe where I don't have to interact with you. But that's the problem is that I have, we're all going to have to interact with these people. They're going to be a burden on society once, once the wheels fall off on this vaccine thing, unfortunately. And so I, I'm in this weird limbo where it's like, on the one hand, I want to like help people, but fuck if I, if, 
help your, if they're not willing to help themselves, then why should I step in and try and, and do this? And so it's, it's, it's been frustrating. And like, we, I feel like we're prioritizing our energy into like, well, let's focus on the people that actually want to hear this or that want to have this conversation or discussion yeah. and, 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 and everyone else. At this, like, bye-bye. at this point, it feels like we're just cutting the fat off, man. We're getting rid of the stupid people. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems like it's like brutal, a, but it's true. I mean, that's what they much, think about us not taking the fucking vax. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They think that they they think that we're they think the same thing I think, but in reverse. They think, well, yeah. good luck yeah. to you. You and know, well, bye. Too. I so, got well, COVID, and it wasn't that bad. I'm glad I didn't get the vax. Yeah, JP got COVID I, I about a COVID, month ago, yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't terrible. Um, Davos Davos had a few problems. Um, they had the architects and the engineers for 9/11 tool things. On Zandvi had the whole Galen Maxwell on the. Uh, Epstein situation and so then we made a, a, a false flag uh, that was injectables. so then we see who is still um, in our class hmm. you know I think it really uh, you know comes down to just control I mean that's what we know that they're after just aggressively at all costs you know and I mean Charlie wrote the book on it you know like global control like this is what they're pursuing and uh you know i think we're, we haven't seen anything yet honestly like i think at first you know they got the low-hanging fruit um and i think they're at the incentivizing stage right now and it's just going to escalate like we're already seeing the, the 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 messaging about you know unvaccinated people or what variant factories i think is the term that they used you know variant factories is just what we all are now and so just the dehumanization progress process is just you know continuing to escalate far as i'm concerned you know and i think it's going to get to a point where it's going to be absolute coercion absolute force injections and then then you know just preparing ourselves for it i don't know yeah we're in the carrot the the carrot stage right wait till we get to the stick mm-hmm. stage that unfortunately yep. Yep. is 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 a well i mean it's a it's a it's a possibility that we that they could get there but um we also have to remember that there's there's far more of us uh out there than these globalist maniacs that are Excuse me. Excuse me. I know in in in, <laughs> in our company, but um, but so so we have to keep talking about it. We have to keep you know. I'm not going to shut yeah. up about this. And so more than ever, more than ever, people have the outlet to find this information. I think that is where we can be again, glass half full, and look at this and say, "Wow, this show is in the top one percent of all podcasts." That means that there's a very large amount of people listening to this conversation and all of the many podcasts and the hosts have been on this show. So we can't underestimate ourselves and overestimate our opponent all the time, even though we're in the position of uh, lack here, so to speak. Uh, I really don't see it that way. You know, when, when I talk to people about this stuff from an open-minded, neutral position, it's a lot easier to kind of show people the light you know, and, and if you approach them from the, you don't know what's going to happen to you position, then, you know, they run and hide because it's fear-based. And I think the only reason why things have gotten this escalated is because we're entering in a true age of enlightenment, uh, the age of Aquarius. I don't, I mean, look how I'm dressed, folks. I'm pretty much a hippie over here, but really mystically, uh, there's so much I've intuited and then as well from my research that shows me that we're really entering a, a point where 
the elite aren't going to have the same ability to control the narrative, control the information. Look at what we're doing right now. We're all connecting from different points of the globe here in this conversation, and that's happening more and more. Podcasts are global now. You know, people are able to find this on an island in the Bahamas or maybe even out in Africa somewhere or Asia, you know, and a lot of people speak English and people are waking up. So we really need to be cognizant of that as leaders and speakers of this stuff is like, hey, guys, if you're listening to this right now, get involved. You know, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. get involved with your community because that's where it matters. You know, that's instead of running away. I mean, I I don't want to live in Connecticut anymore. Trust me. But I think we have to be, you know, able to have a positive impact on our immediate surroundings before we expect the world to change. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. Like, I think like as, as, as sometimes I, as I look at it, you know, what, what's, what's happening and, and it's easy to get really blackpilled over the whole thing. I do have a lot of hope and I feel like the enlightenment is the gift that we're about to be given, you know? And, and so that's why I'm like, okay, fine, push, keep pushing, keep pushing because the harder they push, the more people wake up. You know, like we're even starting to see some like like the Bill Mars of the world, like, hold on, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, like people like that. And I think that uh, that's going to be their downfall. They're going to overstep and it's just going to. And, and and so as as we start planting these seeds now, you know, the more seeds that we plant along the way when that when they do make that big push that crosses all those lines and people will be like, oh, wait a minute. I think I heard about this on that one pod or something, you know, it, the more seeds we plant now when when the time comes, you know, the, the awakening will be that much more impactful um so yeah so what about the idea um that it's possibly all by design to that way anyway so brandon thomas with expanding reality guys thanks for uh, letting me be on this this is my first time on here so i'll come out swinging so uh, i love all you guys y'all are wonderful um like i said truly grateful so what if um all of this stuff was actually for not for us it was for the sheeple and this whole thing was to institute a mass awakening or to push us further on that journey. Mm. So let's say, for instance, that none of That's us that have not gotten the vaccine or anything like that, and that I know of, have had any adverse side effects. The only people who have had really rough times health-wise have been the people that have gotten the vaccine. So what if it's still a eugenics program, but not for us? It's a eugenics program for the sheep. And then the New World Order is actually this awesome altruistic you know, group of people. So they take off their human mass, and there's reptilians under there at first, right? But then they take that mask off scooby-doo style and they're these awesome pleiadian beings that have been setting this thing up for us to just be awesome the whole time so i'm a bit of a ridiculous boundless optimist in this way i know that that's probably the least likely scenario but i'd still thought that it would be a fun thing to entertain i'll uh i'll jump off of that so i've been thinking about this for a bit that everything we're seeing right now, uh, we appear to be going into some form of authoritarian control. I mean, that's the, that's the game here. There, there can propaganda's out, and uh, we're going into some kind of authoritarian government. Now, if there is a mass awakening and that sparks a revolution, I believe that will also be used as an opportunity to institute a different form of authoritarian or fascist fascist control. So, either way, I think they have their bases covered whether they use uh, a populist uprising against this or if they just use the status quo to institute whatever kind of controls that they want in place. Um, So when there is an awakening, I would be hyper aware of the people leading that awakening and making sure that they're on the up and up and not calling for overt uh, 
violence and uh, violent revolution. That's that's only going to lead down a very, very bad path. Yeah, it's like one of those books that's like the choose your ending type books where the endings are already written. There's like four different endings, but yeah. you depending on what you choose, then all the variables change. And like if it's a, you know, if if if, if they push us to the point where we start to revolt, like you said, Mike, they'll like a like somebody with judo they'll use our momentum against us they'll say oh you guys are ready to revolt great well they'll have some agent provocateurs say you should go start burning places down start looting start killing people do all that stuff and people go okay great let's do that and then they demonize you and they go all right all those people lock them up or they're not serious or anything we have like a new that. government so- now and the government's even worse now than it was before <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like um everyone people have been coming on, onto the Zoom call and Lowski in from the Zoom call. But if you notice how where Klaus Schwab has always been sitting the whole time is at the top in the middle. So <laughs> good luck with uh, exposing different parts of my agenda. <laughs> good luck with that. I, I want to believe Expanding Reality's uh, perspective on this, that there is some sort of hidden, you know, benevolent kind of a test for us, that there is like some higher entity that is putting all this... Uh, video game obstacles for us to reach the high level where we can get cheat codes. I, I hope that's the case. I want to I I be with Could you, Expanding Reality. You know, yeah. just to juxtaposition to what we all think about anyway, we all do the research, we go down these dark paths, and they all end choose-your-own-adventure style with something nefarious, man, with something that sucks. So what if, like, the ultimate con, right, the ultimate thing, because they would count on a few people believing in everything they say, and that that's guaranteed. That's a variable that they can cross off the list. They'll also count on Folks like us that can read between the lines and see all these obvious Easter eggs to us from our perspective. Just because of the way that our minds work, they're going to plan on that as well. What they might not plan on is the next step, is to be this crazy, yeah, it comes off as insane because we then fuel the waking up of certain people. The sheeple are going to go off anyway, and that's the point, right? Because they've made this planet unarguably way worse than it has to be. You know, Most of the dumb people are the problem around here. So you get rid of those idiots and just the followers, and now you usher in these free thinkers that are innovators, that are ready to create a new world in a much better way. It'd just be a cool you know, way to do it. I like you know, in, that. In, <laughs> in, in, in Amelie's cars, they have the Scottish lights, and the 30-second degree of the Scottish lights is uh, equilibriums, equilibriums. And uh, if you notice the, Sc- the Shiner Hospital, they are all the doctors, they keep equilibrium. So, for example, when they take out five brain tumors, um, then they, what, they did all three or four kids. I mean, so they always stay balanced, is what I'm saying. And in this way, when you know magic, and then no matter where the zeitgeist go, we are in control of uh, their spirits on the other side of the realm. And when the people are awake and aware, then they go from the dark to the light, but it's always on my checkerboard. Again, I stay at the top. <laughs> Good luck. I find this hilarious. Gather evidence. No, guys. The truth the theory's got to take off. We appreciate y'all so much for having us on here. This is a lot of fun. You guys Absolutely. are way smarter than we are, but we appreciate <laughs> it. Woke Woke Pack. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, it, there's there's so much happening right now. It seems like if you just took it apart, you know, it seems a bit disjointed. But 
there might be some sort of overarching connection between all of this. We've we've been um, it it. And, and it might be that we don't figure this all out for for years and years until until it becomes quite obvious. But but the the role of the pharmaceutical industry in our lives used to be sort of like a passive role. Like if you need something, you go and you get it and you get it taken care of. I don't remember the big sales pitch for the vaccines when we were kids or anything like that. But it has changed, and and it has changed in the last couple of years. And we're talking about timelines and things like that it is undeniable, at least in the United States, that there is a massive push to get people to think that the only way they can get themselves healthy is by taking a pill or an injection. And that is, of course, very dangerous. And and as much as I want to believe Brandon's uh, ideas of, of wouldn't it be great if all, if, if there, you know, if this was a, a white pill type of situation, and it may very well be, I hope so. What I have seen in the meantime is a push to treat, uh, it, a push to demonize any sort of natural health, any sort of uh, natural immunity, and to convince people—not just convince people, but to flat out change the definition of herd immunity, which the CDC did in right be- in November of 2020, right before the the vaccines came out. They changed the definition of herd immunity to make it so that it it removed the word natural immunity and replaced it with that that this immunity only came from vaccination. Now that is not an accident. You don't take you don't take that step if you're if if there's not some reason for it. And the reason is that they're trying to convince people, they're trying, you know, in a in an Orwell style memory holding anything else, that that the only way you're protected is through the pharmaceutical industry. Has anybody then, asked them directly why they did that? I don't know. I don't know. I I I I don't know if we've ever gotten if we've gotten a good answer for it, but it is it is undeniable. <laughs> I know. Well, we, we invert uh the natural the nature. You invert it. To uh, their commercial use forms for uh, for check, you know, we need again. When it's a big problem, when the kid get out the castle doing the human hunting. Now, when we can always say, "Oh, it's a not credible witness." Like with the Franklin scandal, they had three grand jurors. I was like, "Oh, they're getting close." But then we would always say, "These kids that we use for diddles." Um, we said that they are drug addicts, they are not credible witnesses, and so we made that go away. So, But when enough boys get out the castle, uh, then it's, uh, they start making with the speeching, and then we can't find them. So we have to have different ways to uh, get people the chips. And um, yeah, so that is... Uh, I want to be in the Burning Man art car project with Klaus Jr. and Mark. I can't I can't tell if Mark is going to read my fortune or kidnap my child, but I'm into it either way. No, Look, I'll read your fortune, bro. I got my tarot over here. Let me hold on. Play the violin for me. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to enchant Mike. Ooh, oh. <laughs> I'm a, I'm allergic to Native American magics. <laughs> Look like an ecstasy dealer I'm, in a I'm disco. The I'm the trickster. <laughs> Love this shit. 
I have to count my money now for the antidote to that uh, feather magic. Well, where's everybody? How's um, let's wrap it up with this. Yeah. Uh, what, what's everybody seen for uh, the second half of this year? Are we going to be? Are we optimistic about where things are headed? Uh, do we think that enough of the people have woken up to this insanity, or are we watching uh, the beginnings of the lemmings starting to run directly off the cliffs? I think, you know, where, where are the aliens? June 25th, there's supposed to be this big disclosure. I, I don't see anything changing. Uh, I was in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire uh, with Etienne de la Boutier and Richard Grove and, and uh, Bootsy Greenwood. And we didn't see any aliens, but, you know, I'm curious to know. I know Mike keeps up on all of that. Mike, has anything changed? In the, the no, UFO no one cares about like the big, exactly. the, the big disclosure. Released to the public. No one gives a darn. Personally, for the rest of the year, I am preparing for two weeks of uh, no electricity. Okay. I recommend everyone do the same. I agree. Yeah, I think they're going to let us enjoy the summer. I'm out here in Oregon, and so I'm just kind of speaking from my perspective here. I think they're going to let us enjoy the summer. They just lifted all the restrictions here in Oregon uh, June 30th, which is kind of surprising, kind of crazy. Um, you know, so, but there's still a large majority of people still wearing masks. Um, still just vaccine, vaccine, every billboard, everywhere you look. Um, so there's still a big push, but I have a feeling out here they're going to let us enjoy the summer. And then come fall, they're going to just, that's when the boot really comes down. And then we're going to see all the different adverse reactions. You know, if we're still following the SPARS timeline, you know, we're going to start to see all those adverse reactions happening here this fall, uh, going into winter. And I think that, um, man, it's going to get probably pretty dark around here. I've definitely prepared for, uh, you know, any sort of grid down, infrastructure collapse, all that good stuff. Um, you know, we're really involved in the Freedom Cells movement. Uh, we've got a big festival coming up at the end of July. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And I want to encourage everybody while there's still time, you know, our, my philosophy is like, you know, when things are good, things are calm and things are relatively, you know, stable. Now's the time to, you know, start reinforcing your community and, and getting yeah. your supplies because, you know, like they say, it's rather, rather be, uh, uh, a day or well, what is it like like uh, six months earlier than a day late sort of thing you know yeah so so um you know <laughs> man i can't tell you the freedom cell community that we've got is just so powerful and then you know we've got our eugene area one portland area one all the way up to seattle and we have like contacts all up and down the west coast you know southern oregon northern california um and uh and i think that that's just been a real godsend you know like for anybody that out there that feels like you're alone you know i guarantee you're not no matter how uh crazy mashed up your your surroundings are you know there's definitely pockets of freedom and people looking to connect and build community and so i always suggest people go to freedomcells.org um and, and and if you don't see a freedom cell in your exact area then start one just start one that's what we did and you know we've got several hundred people in our in our freedom cell we do regular meetups and like i said we've got a festival that we're doing at the end of july you can go to Agorgan. It's an agorist type festival. So Agorgan, agorgan.site, agorgan.site for more information about that and how to register. Um, we got like Matt Landman, um, Tim James, uh, Dr. Tina Moore, uh, Bob Sneed, local uh, attorney for Oregonians for Medical Freedom are all going to be speaking. We've got live music throughout the event, clinics, workshops, skill sharing, camping out, hanging out. And so we are in the middle of the tyranny of Oregon. We're still, uh, you know, finding our, our freedom to so so anyway you know um that's that's kind of my message you just like we're just trying to find community and build our own better you know what i mean so yeah. there you go 
Right on. I actually met uh, John Bush, the freedomcells.org guy at uh, Porcupine Fest. Uh, That's awesome. Groves tent. But yeah, I'm uh, Mark. My family thinks I'm crazy podcast. Uh, I didn't catch your name, uh, my, my friend here from the Expanding Reality uh, podcast, but get in touch with me. I'd love to have you on uh, Zero and, and maybe Tinfall Hat as well as Eric. Uh, or, or Klaus, Klaus Fab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Brandon Thomas, man. I'll, uh, I didn't change that in the settings before I hopped on, but um, yeah, no, I'd love, that'd be awesome, man. I'd like that. And uh, for anybody out there who wants to get in touch with me, altmediaunited.com and uh, myfamilythinksomecrazy.com are two websites that I built. And uh, yeah, please, if you guys have a podcast and you want to be in the cooperative, Ricky, Charlie, uh, Steve's a part of it. Obviously, Scott Truthzilla, one of the OGs in the cooperative. Uh, Jay, I'd love to get you in there. And Eric, and as well as you, Brandon, Ooh. meet you guys. Yes, yeah, I'll check it out, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm Jay Hanahan. I do the uh, the uh, How to Kill a Sacred Cow podcast. I really think uh, where this is all going to go is uh, I think I think you 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 kind of hit the nail on the head, Scott. That the Delta variant is probably just going to be uh, they're going to blame the adverse reactions on the Delta variant, and uh, you know I, I really do think they're going to lock down again. I was surprised that they even came out of the lockdown in the first place. That surprised the shit out of me. Um, because uh, there was a there was something that I had read. I think it was out of Time Magazine. They said, "Oh, the, the lockdowns were so great for the environment that uh, we need we need one of these every two or three years just to keep carbon emissions down." And I was like, oh, "Okay, that's where this is fucking going." I see, I see. Okay, um, and so yeah, that, that'll probably be you know where it goes. Just these rolling lockdowns, the biosecurity state. This will probably drag on for 10, 15 years. This will be the new war on terror, and, and they'll just lock down every few years and chip away at the you know whatever is left of the Bill of Rights. You know that piece of paper that they say you know gives us these magical powers but uh yeah um not very optimistic in that sense but i think what we're doing is 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 great for um i think what we're doing is is what we're doing what we can do i love the idea of the cooperatives that's that's and 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 scott is that a fauci gave us all aids t-shirt Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, sir fauci gave dude. us all aids you got it that's fucking yeah. awesome hey no guys thanks original Thank, thanks a lot for uh, for inviting me. This was this was friggin' awesome. I'd love to do this again. You were attacking have... science. Sorry, I would, I would... <laughs> I'd love to have all you guys on the podcast. But yeah, I I'll, I'll I'll speak to I'll speak to you guys later. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Plug it. Oh, uh, Brandon Thomas, expanding reality. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate it and. Love being a part of this, guys. I'd love to do this in the future. I've got a bunch of crazy ideas. So uh, come check out the show anywhere podcasts are served uh, or on YouTube, uh, expandingrealitypodcast.com. Charlie, you were on. How was it? We had fun, it right? Fun. That, that's, the re- that's the reason why I wanted you to come on this show because when we, our conversation, we went a, a, a variety of, of places and it was, uh, it was a real good one. And so, uh, you know, today Ricky had to, had to cut out uh, short and he said you're in charge of inviting people and i was like you know what i got some people that need to come on and so we've Thank had you. some good conversations and it's and i think if people are interested in in adding a new podcast to their to their mix to their rotation go check out expanding reality as well um we've had uh we, we had a really good talk so yeah thanks for coming on it's uh we're excited to have you Grateful, brother. So Thank I you. am a, I am a Klaus Schwab Jr. You can email me at trustblatt at davos.com. Um, that's as I respond to emails there. 
I am uh, going between uh, Mithatan Biden to Mars. If you want some adrenochrome, I can sell you some of that. And uh, the fourth industrial revolution is brought to you by my father. And it will come at a breathtaking speed. There's nothing you could do to stop it. We will very soon own everything, and you will own nothing. Like I will own the car on your driveway, for example, even the wedding ring on your fingers. The Wiener schnitzel you have for breakfast times, and as it slides in your esophagus and becomes your scheiße in your stomach place, I will own that. So uh, look forward to all of the workings at the uh, World Economic Forum. And I, you can catch Eric's uh, The Highway Diaries oh. is available. We might have done a couple shows together. Uh, it's always fun. It's insanity into your ears directly. Um, we, <laughs> we, always have, we always have a good time. I'm Charlie with uh, Macroaggressions Podcast. Uh, Sam was unable to make it today. We, we miss him, but we'll get him back on the next time around. And Ricky had to cut out a little bit early. Oh, uh, I'm Steve. I host a show called Slow News Day. You can find everything that we do at slownewsdayshow.com. If you're anywhere in the Bay Area or around Santa Cruz on July 20th, um, come see me at uh, the district courthouse. Uh, Our friend and unmasked Anon Commander X, Christopher Doyen, was kidnapped in Mexico He's a political prisoner currently over a 10-year-old DDoS charge. So we're going to have a couple of rallies for him on July 20th. Go to freecommanderx.org for more information. Um, And yeah. Oh, and, and Mike, by the way, I'm preparing for two weeks without electricity by moving uh, in a couple of weeks to an off-grid spot. Yay. Yay, good for you, man. Nice. And uh, I'm Mike from OBDM, OBDM Pod. It's an uh, insane show. Yeah, go to OBDMPod.com for all the links. So, Thanks, guys. Appreciate you hanging out. Thanks, everybody, out. for coming. That Thank was great. You. Share the show. Um, if you like, uh, the there's we've got merchandise, man. We've got shirts. We've got all kinds oh, of crazy yeah. stuff. You can you can check the link tree that'll be in the description, and uh, and you can go there and get. Mike made these amazing T-shirts that when you flip them around, it's like a concert shirt. On the back, it's all of these mm-hmm. tour dates, but they're not tour dates. That's all. It's like Pearl Harbor and 9/11, Manhattan. I mean, it's Mike oh, is yeah. a genius when it comes to that. So uh, take a look at the merchandise. I guarantee you, nobody in your uh, in your neighborhood has this stuff so be the first on your block to rock it cool thanks guys i have a ritual to get to yeah go to your ritual enjoy keep me out of your ritual (laughs) (laughs) thanks again guys thank you